Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Kevin Kiermaier returns to the Rays. McDreamy is back in those beautiful green eyes. Oh, is he the superstar they have been lacking? And this will be the year for the Bucs. No, really. I know at least one guy who thinks so. And if you were the Lightning, would news that Barry Trotz was available even interest you for a minute? We'll talk about all that and so much more with Tom Jones of the Tampa Bay Times on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Times, and Steve Versnick is producing this podcast. You'll hear all of Tom's takes and mine in just a minute. But first, this special offer from Audible.com. Sign up now and get a free 30-day trial. That's a $15 value. And as a listener to this podcast, you also get a free audiobook. Now, here's what you do. Go to Audible.com slash SportsDay. That's spelled A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash SportsDay for a free 30-day trial and a free audiobook. Tom Jones is with us now, and uh, Tom, the Rays lose again uh, to the Houston Astros in a tough one, five to four. This road trip, they've lost three out of four. They're in a tough stretch right now, six games under 500. Is this where the separation occurs, or I mean, are we starting to see now uh, that the Rays will not stay in contention, or do you think that they still have another push left in them? I mean, I think they might have some pushes in them, but I mean, we never really thought they were going to contend all the way through. I'm surprised that they are where they are anyway, Rick. I don't know how you feel about it, but I, I'm kind of surprised that they've been as competitive as they are. It looks like they're probably going to end up finishing third in this division, um, depending on how the rest of this season goes. But yeah, this is where the separation occurs. I mean, you look, they're, they're clearly, I mean, you look at their record, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but their, their record against really good teams is really bad. Yeah, <laughs> and their record against really bad teams is pretty good. It's really good, and I think that that's, an, that's an indication of who they are. That's that they're they're probably in the middle. They're better than the bad teams. They're not nearly as good as the good teams, and so therefore you have a five hundred team. Um, but I I don't know I don't know how you feel about it, Rick. I'm actually they're better than I thought they were going to be. Do you think? I, I thought they were. Well, I, I think it makes a difference when you got the young kids up here. I think it's fun and refreshing to watch the Jake Bowers and the Leah Domases and. Um, you know, uh, Diego Castillos and guys yeah, like yeah. that. I think even though they're losing, you can see the promise of those guys. And I can, I can kind of understand, and I talked a little bit to Andy Freed about this, that when, um, you know, the young Rays team was developing back in 07, and then, of course, surprised everybody in 08. But you could see, even though they lost a lot of games, you could start to see the promise of what would be a core of players. And that's what they've sort of lacked here, especially from a position standpoint. They've always had pitching, and they've had a lot of injuries to their pitching this year. Um, but I think, I think there is sort of this, this promise that these, these players um, are sort of showing. Now, having said that, they get back what was probably their core player or their franchise guy after Longoria, which is Kevin Kiermaier, who has been out a couple months with the thumb injury. What, how much can he add to them uh, in terms of uh, well, obviously, he'll help them on defense. But are you are you sold that Kiermaier still has a, a, a bright future ahead of him, or is he always going to be this guy that's sort of 
Eh, you know, great glove, hurt a lot. I mean, what's going to be his... No, I think that's who he is. I think he is a guy who's, who's good, a tremendous glove. I don't think there's any question about that. And a huge upgrade over Malik Smith or whoever else they play in center field. Um, but I, I don't know if he's ever going to hit, Rick. I don't know if he's ever going to be that guy that can hit, say, 280 or 290 and slap the ball the other way and lay down bunts. You know, he'll hit a home run every now and then. I think that's actually a bad thing. <laughs> Whenever he hits a home run, all of a sudden he thinks he's a home run hitter. Mm -hmm. I went back and forth on when they signed him to that contract. And I know what the numbers say, Rick. You look at if you're like if you're real big into war and real big into what he does defensively. Run prevention. Yeah, there's no question yeah. that the numbers say that guy's really good. I thought at the time paying him that kind of money seemed like too much to me. I I thought it was going to end up hurting them. I don't think he's worth that kind of money. But is he a lost cause at this point? No. I, I, I wish he would do some of the things that Malik Smith does in terms of his approach to the plate. Mm -hmm. um, and if he did that, I think he'd be a much more effective player. But I, I worry about his, his body. You know, he, he runs around a lot, which is who he is. He still I mean, says he's going to slide hit first. Yeah, look. You can't tell him not. That's who he. It's like it's sort of like he reminds me of Ryan Callahan playing hockey. Ryan Callahan, you say, well, don't block as many shots and you know don't go into the nasty places in the corner and don't try to take on guys bigger than you. Well, then you might as well quit because that's who you are. Mm. If if Kevin Kiermaier is not diving after baseballs and running into walls and trying to take extra bases, then he's ineffective as a player. So, um, uh, but I, I, I do think unfortunately it's going to lead to a lot of injuries. Mark Tompkin wrote a story. He talked to Lou Pinella and back in 2005 when the then Devil Rays were going just god-awful as they did back in the day. Pinella actually raised the idea, and he was half-joking, but maybe serious to some degree, that maybe you should have an opening pitcher. Maybe you should bring a bullpen guy to start the game. We've seen the Rays do this now for quite an extended period of time with Ryan Stanek and, and others, um, Romo, Sergio Romo as well. Is this thing here to stay? In other words, is this something that obviously born out of necessity because they didn't have enough starting pitching. Um, but the Dodgers have done it once this year yeah. um, with the bullpens that you see. And I know the Yankees have some pretty good starters. But let's say you get into a one-game playoff. I mean, are, we, are, we, are, are the Rays possibly going to change baseball again as they did with the shifts and some of the things? If you were, you're asking me this question on June <laughs> to what, or June the 19th let's or whatever. Let's just say 2018. Right. No, but I mean, as of now, it sounds like a good idea. Ask me in September whether it was a good idea. And the reason I say that is because I think they've managed to get through this far. And it works if you can get guys like Blake Snell and your other big-time starters, Chris Archer when he's healthy, yeah. if those guys can go deep into the games. To save the bullpen? To save the bullpen a little bit. But when you, if you start getting into a situation where you're in September and Sergio Romo has appeared in 87 games, you know, and he's thrown two innings in all those games, then all of a sudden – He's he's dog tired. You know, we saw it. Who was it a couple of years ago? Didn't the, the race had somebody to come out of the bullpen and just threw a ton? I'm trying to remember who it was. And it was like, oh, this is working, this is working. And then he just completely ran out of gas. Mm -hmm. and, then it, and so if they can get into a situation where they can save their bullpen on some nights, then I think it works. Look, there's no question too, Rick. I don't know how you feel about this. I'm convinced that this is a, a two... This has two purposes. One is... Hey, we don't have enough starters to do this. It's to help us win games. It's to yeah. the other team off. And there's no question that the other part of this is you're not paying somebody starter pitcher money. 
I think it's a cost-cutting thing as much. Now, can it work? Is it effective? You get into a one-game playoff? Yeah, I, I love the strategy. But but if Brent Honeywell were, was available, he's under control for a number of years. So in that case, had he not had Tommy John surgery, he'd be starting and you'd yeah. have one less day of it. Sure, that's right. And maybe it would work in that situation. Mm-hmm. Look, I think they're doing it partly out of necessity. Who else right. are you going to throw out? Right. right now, they're sitting here with two starters. Right. As we, as but, we, I mean, you're, you're, you played college ball, and you know how it is, Rick, that – the more you see a guy, you know, the, the better chance you're going to have a hit in that guy. Maybe there is something to well, I'm I, facing one guy in the first inning, another guy in the third, another guy in the fifth. I think it would disrupt hitters tremendously, and, and I think uh, it, it's also disruptive to the game. They had seven pitchers the other night, <laughs> and they changed them in mid-inning, inning yeah. five of them, and the, the fans were groaning a bit. So it's not good for baseball if you're no, going to do not. that. But from a matchup standpoint, heck yeah. Um, now, you know, if – Justin Verlander's out there, you want to see him leave after two innings too. Right. You know what I mean? There sure. are certain guys that just dominate you. But there's no question when you talk about matchups and timing. The other day, uh, Stuart Sternberg sat down and talked a little bit with Mark Tompkin, as he always does from New York where he lives. <laughs> um, and, and so it was convenient that way. But um, just, and somebody asked me this the other question, and I'll ask you. Do we give Sternberg too much of a rap uh, in that, you know, I don't know what people expect him to spend on payroll. Certainly he kind of upped it after the All-Star break last year when they went on a surge. Um, the stadium thing has, has sort of been lingering. In other words, couldn't Sternberg have just paid the money and moved the team if he really didn't think that baseball work would work in Tampa Bay? Or does he really do? Does he really seem committed to this market in this area? Or if he didn't, why is he working so hard to try I, to get one of for? I to. How did you answer it? <laughs> well, I'm asking you. I have my own opinion, but see, well, the way this podcast works. <laughs> well, here, okay. The train, yeah, the, the train moves, not the station. Okay, here's the way I look at Sue Sternberg. I like Sue personally, and I think he's a pretty good, uh, pretty good businessman. I think he's a smart guy. And I do think in his wildest dreams, he would love for baseball to work in Tampa Bay. Is he in with both feet? I'm not sure that he is. You know, I, I get this feeling that it's, it's and that's because why? He doesn't live here or? I think it's A, because he doesn't live here. I'm not sure that this is the team ultimately that he wants to own. I mean, I've always had a feeling that he wants to own another team. But the I'm Mets, not sure he's totally, yeah, exactly. I'm not sure he's all in with Tampa Bay because I'm not sure he think, believes Tampa Bay is all in with him. Um, you know, but that's what I mean. If he doesn't believe, in other words, that this market is, and look, they won and drew nobody. Right. Okay, and they've lost and drew nobody. Right. And they've spent money and drew nobody, and they've not spent money and drew nobody. Right. Some people say it's the stadium. We'll see if they build one. But to the point that if he really just was looking to own a team in any market, I don't know if baseball would have stopped him from moving here. It's a big media market, obviously. Right. Um, but there are, there are places you can go. Yeah. Um, you know, oh, he could team. have moved the team. Yeah, uh, to your point, could he yeah. have moved the team right now? Yeah, and it, just pay the money and go. Just pay the money and go. And I'm not, and I'm still not convinced that's absolutely not going to happen. I think he's crossing all the T's and dotting all the I's and saying, "Look, I did everything I could." And if he still doesn't have a stadium, it gives him the perfect excuse to pick up and leave. But so, yeah, uh, to your point, he could have left by now, and he didn't. And I think there's a part of him that really is committed to it. But. It's not so much that I don't see any shovels in the ground. You know, he's not saying, "Okay, look, on good faith, I'll I'll write the first check, and then you guys help me out later." You know, until until that. Show happens. me the money is where he's well, at. Well, exactly, and no one's showing him the money, so I don't blame. I'm not blaming him in any of this because I look. I'm with you, Rick. Uh, you were there. We saw this team from 2008 
to 2013 or 12 or whatever yeah, it was. Four playoffs in six years. That team was as good a team as there was in baseball. They were won the American League East twice. Think about right. what in that American League in East. In three years. Yankees, Red Sox, yeah. yeah. And won the American League East. Wasn't a fluke. Was, they went to a World Series. They were uh, an entertaining team to watch. It was fun baseball. They were in it for, like, basically for five, six, even the years they didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, they were close. They were competitive. And nobody came to the games. So if you're Stu Sternberg, I mean, that was the, the whole thing, Rick. From 98, 99, 2000, through all the, the hit show and all that, you mm -hmm. know, Lou Pinello's early days and mm -hmm. Larry Rochon, Hal McRae. Everybody said, well, they don't draw anybody. Yeah, but wait till they win. Mm -hmm. If they win, they'll draw. Well, they did win, and nobody came. So I can understand where, I don't know, maybe he misread it. Maybe he thought they were going to come. But I think that put, that, he started hitting the brakes at that point. So wait a minute. How committed shall I be to this market if they're not going to show up even when we win? And now until they build a stadium for him or pay for half of it or more so, I don't think he's going to be all in. It would be, be great to test this theory if they do indeed get a stadium somewhere near your board or downtown Tampa where there is a greater population because that's sort of been his thing, right? That if we had a stadium, but to do that, you need corporate support. They're going to buy the tickets. That all comes with it. Sure. Let's see if they can piece it together. Um, okay, quickly on the Bucks, um, you just just a, a couple things. You wrote a column uh, in the Tampa Bay Times after the end of uh, the mandatory minicamp and said, rightfully so, a year ago, everybody was hyping this team. Hard knocks, nationally, um, they were coming off a 9-7 season. People thought they were not only going to win the NFC South, they were kind of the darlings in the NFC. Sure. And you said, eh, pump the brakes. I haven't seen this, this team yet. I don't, I'm not buying it. Turns out you were Tom right o'clock. <laughs> uh, they were five and eleven. I didn't uh, think they'd be that bad. To no, be with right. You. But nonetheless, I mean, hey, you said it. You called it at the beginning of the season. Um, they didn't have a good year. They were beyond disappointing in terms of what the expectations were. But now we fast forward only uh, you know twelve months later, and we know they've made a bunch of changes on the defensive line, on the offensive line. Jameis, we're not sure of his status as we sit here today at the yeah. start of the season. All that being said. What makes you think now you have kind of flipped a little bit and said, you know what, I think even with Atlanta and New Orleans and Carolina all making the playoffs last year. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. The Bucks are going to be a pretty good team. Two things. One, the two things they greatly improved. We thought a year ago, like, oh, they'll be better defensively. They'll, they'll, they'll rush the passer better. They'll, uh, they'll stop the other team from throwing the football. I didn't see it last summer. I didn't, I didn't, there was nothing that indicated that they were going to get to the quarterback and be able to stop the other team from throwing the football. Mm -hmm. And last year, Rick, I thought, and it's hindsight's 2020, because look, I was sort of on board with it a year ago. They put a lot of chips in on Doug Martin. You know, they really felt like he was going to be the guy. He was going to have the back here, and they stuck with him. Missed three games. Clearly, it was a mistake. They could not run the football at all last year. Now, they did at times. Peyton Barber was able, and Jacquez Rogers. And, late, though. Yeah, right? late. You know, not to the point where it really wasn't a threat to the other team. 
So I really do think, now look, Ronald Jones has never played a game in the NFL. So who I can't sit here and say, we're looking at the next, you know, uh, Dan Lee and, Tom, and Tomlinson. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know. But I think they're going to be better running the football. And I think they're going to be better rushing the quarterback. I think that defensive line is way better than it was a year ago. Now, is Jason Pierre-Paul, is he a 15-sack guy? I don't know. He might not even be a 10-sack guy anymore. Mm -hmm. But he's, he's an upgrade on what they had. You know, Vitaveo, is he going to make an impact? I think he will. I guess will I would say, it? which team in the NFC South, then, well, do, they, do they climb over? And you make a good point there. Look, they could be better and not be much better in terms of record because they're running into three pretty good teams in the Saints, Falcons, and Panthers. But if I told you this, mm -hmm. let me just throw this out just to play devil's advocate yeah. here. Like, if you told me that any one of those three teams would get to the Super Bowl, Carolina, Atlanta, New Orleans, I'll say – this year or last year? No, this come up coming year. Mm -hmm. If I said, hey, Atlanta's going to go to the Super Bowl again, you mm -hmm. could say, yeah, I can see that. Mm -hmm. But if I also told you, hey, Atlanta's going to take a dive. They're going to go 6-10. and 10. I wouldn't say, like, no way. Like, I, I, I consider to tell you right now, like, there's no way the New England Patriots are going 6-10 and 10, unless Brady gets hurt or mm -hmm. something like that. I could look around and say, hey, let, if Aaron Rodgers is healthy, I'm telling you right now, Packers are going to win 12 games, 11 games, whatever. But I can't sit here and say... The Saints will definitely be a playoff team. Like, I'm not sold on any of those teams, necessarily. Do I think they're all good? Yeah, last year proved it. But I could see Julio Jones not having a great year, getting hurt, whatever, and then all of a sudden New Orleans is not – or Atlanta's not a threat. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I, I do think the Bucks will be better whether it shows up in the record or not. I don't know. And, it, you know, Jameis it's – all, it all comes down to Jameis. It yeah. always does. But – I think they're better. Do you ten, think the Saints are better? Well, I mean, on paper, and then that's sort of what Joe McCoy has been saying. Everything looks good on paper, until, but the game isn't played there. So, um, but I think the things they did, they have legitimate NFL defensive linemen. I can't say that. I thought last year they put way too much on Noah Spence. He gets yes. hurt. Game over. Um, you know, Golson was a zero. They tried to get Chris Baker. He gave them nothing. Um, and they had a bad locker room, to be honest with you. I yeah. mean, when you bring in guys, even Deshaun Jackson, you know, for, for all the times he may have won his routes – he didn't exactly light up the locker room for him. So. I think he's going to have a huge – that's for, to go on to that, I think Deshaun has a big year this year. I think Chris Godwin has a huge year. Not when I say huge, he'll be a really solid number three. Mm -hmm. uh, I think O.J. Howard's going to have a, a, bounce, a, a bounce up. So I really like this offense yeah. a lot. Well, they got weapons, and, and they had some last year, but they couldn't run the ball. They weren't balanced. And, again, you're right, it all, it all rests with Jameis. No players in the top 100 as voted by the NFL. You buy that? No. I think you, t you can't tell me Joe McCoy's not one of the top 100 players. Maybe even Levante and David. And Levante David as well. Mm -hmm. And I Mike mean, Evans? How many, you're not a top receiver. You're not one of the top 12 or 10 or 12 receivers. Yeah, he's the top one of the top 12. And look, how many tight ends are you taking over Cam Brake right now? And I'm not saying he's okay. I'm not saying Cam Brake should be oh, one of the top 100 wise. football players in the NFL. Yeah. But you can't tell me not one of those guys, especially Joe McCoy. Yeah. And I and I I think Joe McCoy falls. I think this is an anti-Tampa Bay, not on purpose. They didn't so win. Like, they didn't win games. And so when you don't win games, Cleveland Browns. I don't know how many guys they had in the top. 100. Right. You know, I, that's what happens to you. But you put Joe McCoy on any other team in the NFL. You put him on the Philadelphia Eagles. You put him on the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we're talking about one of the top 15, 20 guys. We're talking about him the way people talk about, I don't know, Aaron Donald. I, I mean, he's that. He's in, the cat, he's in the neighborhood. Yeah. I mean, he might live in a cul-de-sac, but he's definitely <laughs> yeah. in the neighborhood with Aaron Donald and those yeah. guys. Yeah, I think it's just it's a little disrespectful, but that's that's where you get. Okay, let's wrap up on um, finally on hockey. 
Barry Trotz, who <laughs> oh, man. did not have a contract throughout the entire year and probably was a little pissed off about it, yes. nonetheless had an opportunity after winning the Stanley Cup to sign a two-year extension for I don't know how much money. Very little money. But it's a, a small range. Less, than, small less range. than $2 million, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which would have made him like in the lower half of the NHL. Yeah, the I mean, there are guys that uh, you know, make $6 million yeah, yeah. Uh, in yeah, the NHL. So, one, uh, are you surprised at all by a, a guy who wins the Stanley Cup them not coming back with the team that won it. And two, and I'll just say it. <laughs> I know where you're headed. If you're the Tampa Bay Lightning, is this a Joe Madden situation where like, hey, I have a really good coach that I like, but that might be a better coach that I didn't know was going to be available. Okay, for, to answer the first question first, to give me to buy me time to answer the second <laughs> question. The first question is, I'm not surprised because there were rumors. I've, I, when I was covering that series between the Capitals and Lightning and throughout the playoffs, there were rumors that – he was not coming back to the Capitals. Now, now I, I that's because he didn't have a contract. Well, I I'd heard a rumor though that, uh, and I don't know how true this is, but it's sort of like I, I heard from a guy who heard from a guy who heard from a guy that when they beat the Columbus Blue Jackets in the finals, Barry Trotz and John Tortorella, coach of the Blue Jackets, shook hands, and Tortorella said something like, "See you next year." And Trot said, "Not in Washington, you won't." <laughs> and so, and he goes, and like, it, like I'll Tortorella, see you in Columbus. <laughs> Tortorella was stunned by it. But the feeling was, they weren't going to win the cup, and he was going to leave. Now, yeah. you win the cup, you think that changes everything. Everybody right. feels good, sing kumbaya, and everything's great. And the guy comes back. Well, as soon as he didn't, they made as soon as they didn't make an announcement when the season was over, you, you had a feeling he was leaving. As far as where he goes from here, there's one job open. Guy wins a Stanley, right? Guy wins a Stanley Cup. I think every general manager in the NHL owes it to himself to say, hmm. let me think about this. Is he better than our guy? Now, Joe Madden, again, Joe Madden came available. Every, and they had a good coach. Every manager in baseball, or every GM in baseball should have said, is, do we, is Joe Madden a better And option? many did. So, and, yeah, Including exactly. the team that hired him. Exactly. This particular case, I don't think... He's not a young guy. Barry Trotz? No, he's not a young guy. Now... Would he fit well with this team in Tampa Bay? Absolutely. He's, he, he's a really good coach. I don't know that he's that much different in terms of Cooper, in terms of strategy, strategy and how he motivates. And temper, temper, that's a good way to put it. He's, he's the same type of guy. I went back and watched some of the... Um, but, and I'll just okay. continue this thought for a minute. With, and look, I'm not after Cooper's job. Yeah, no yeah. matter what you think, John. <laughs> it's not the case, although I call for it often. Um, I would just say that what does it mean to him? But what does it mean, because we talked about this with Tortorella, who keeps getting jobs. What does it mean to the players when the guy who's leading you has done it? Does that matter? Yeah, yeah. I mean, how could it not? I think it matters. But at the same time, I've never seen any indication over the past, even when they didn't win last year. Me either. You were, they, you were right about that. Where that they gave up on Cooper. Right? No. They felt like... I watched some of the, like ESPN did a really cool thing where they showed, and you can find it on YouTube, um, where they mic up the players that sort of go yeah. behind the scenes. And you see Tortorella's interaction with the players after series, after games. And you can Tortorella tell them, or Cooper? Cooper, from this past year. Yeah. And there's, you could see a real genuine respect in how he treats players and how he talks to players and how they respond to him. Let's put it this way. I wouldn't make the move, but... If I'm Barry Trotz, the one job that's open right now is the New, the New York, York Islanders. Islanders. 
I'm not sure I'm crazy about that job, to be honest with you. I don't know what Barry Trotz is for. He just won the first time in 43 years with the Capitals. Maybe he could do it with the Islanders. Well, he could. Yeah, that's possible. But here's the thing. If I'm Barry Trotz, eh, there might be a better job somewhere out there. Yeah. I'll this is about money, though, right? I'll Let's not make no mistake. Well, it's different. I mean, look. Sure. He's not working for charity, but like other coaches would probably had his butt if he'd assigned a contract for less than oh, $2 yeah. million dollars sure. after winning a Stanley Cup. No, no. It's, I mean, I think part of it was about respect. Part of it, though, was about, absolutely a part of it was about money, and he's going to get paid the next time. And the owners got to throw a ton of money at him. Look, they just hired the new GM, Lou Lamarello. That's right. Yeah. You know, he's he's taken over a hockey. Do you think there. he knows where he's going? Do you leave that no. job if you don't know? Like, for example, a lot of people suspected. Well, Madden knew. Right. Okay. No, I think I don't think Barry Trotz has any idea where he's going to end up next. But if I'm if I'm Barry Trotz, I'm not sure that I'm crazy about the Amish job. I would take it. Take. Don't start with anybody. Go go work for NHL Network, and wait and see what happens. And all of a sudden, if the Tampa Bay Lightning start off. Eight and fifteen. Oh, now I see your game. Then you, somebody will somebody will be wobbly early next right. year. Right. Jump you, in midseason. Or? Yeah, and jump in. And you and we've seen that a lot in the National Hockey League where guys have taken over. I mean, we saw one year, like the the Pittsburgh. I think it was the Penguins years ago. Uh, Michelle Terrian, I think, might have been was their coach. They went to the Stanley Cup Finals, and then the next year we're having trouble. And then they fired a the guy like late in the year. Mm. Hired Dan Boswell. Who came in and won the Stanley Cup? Won it, yeah. So we've seen that, and then Dan Bosma got fired, yeah. and Mike Sullivan took over and won a Stanley Cup. So we've seen cases where guys will will get fired midseason, you know. Mm -hmm. So if I'm Barry Trotz, I'll sit back and see what I, now the Islanders not a bad job, and good, good GM, decent players, but I don't know. I might sit back and see. And that, now that if that were the case, and that guy's sitting out there, then then maybe the Lightning looks at it and says we get off to a slow start, then we'll make a change. So finally, the, the NHL draft uh, is this week, tonight, yeah, I no, believe, or Friday, Friday night. It starts Friday. Um, yeah. They pick, you know, Lightning's picking. They don't have a first rounder. At all, right? right? Yeah, so Because they traded in the Ryan McDonough. Trade. So should you expect Eisenman to do anything to either get in the first round or will he trade these for, do you expect it? Will they move some of their veteran players? Does that happen, um, you know, before the draft or on or about the draft so that they can get, Get picks. And I think no. I any, don't think they're, I, I think they're really? good in terms of picks. I so think they going, stay where they're at. Yeah, they stay where they're at. I don't think they they don't have any that can get them into the first round. Tyler Johnson's a guy they might trade. I mm -hmm. think he has a no trade clause. Kicks in July first. Mm -hmm. They have to think long and hard about that. But that might not happen by Friday. It right? May not happen by Friday. But if it does, lot, lot like two things happen. You either go to the draft and you make a huge deal at the draft to acquire picks. I don't think Tyler Johnson's probably. Get you a first rounder. He doesn't. He's not. A, he's, if I'm another team, I like Tyler Johnson, but I'm not giving you a yeah, first rounder for yeah. him. What typically happens though is this is where you make contact with people and you may have conversations, and then the, you'll see a trade go down Monday or Tuesday, the yeah. day after, day yeah. after the draft ends. Yeah. So, uh, but I don't. I don't. Expect, I think they're pretty happy with what they got in terms of what's in their minor league system. They're young players. A lot of their young players are already here. Guys like Brady Point, in particular. Yeah. Um, so I, I think they feel pretty pretty good. They're gonna have to start saving up some money too, Rick. I mean, they, not this year, but next year. I mean, Strawman's probably gonna end up leaving. McDonough's contract will be up, and then they gotta find a way to pay Kucherov and Vasilevsky, and that's coming up after next year. Well, I appreciate the stopping by as we do on Tuesday. I'm going on vacation. You might hear from Tom while I'm away, but uh, until then, have a good trip. Thanks. Oh, man, always good to catch up with my colleague and former radio partner. Be sure to check out Tom Jones's column on Lightning defenseman Victor Hedman, who talks about the sting of losing to the Caps in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Final. 
and what winning the Norse Trophy would mean to him. We appreciate you guys listening. We're here each and every day, Monday through Friday. Tomorrow, we're going to answer your questions in our very popular mailbag segment. Now we can talk bucks, rays, bolts, anything that's on your mind. Here's what you do. Submit your questions on Twitter at SportsDayTB. That's at SportsDayTB. Or you can also reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud. And if you don't want to use Twitter, how about an email? You can email me at rstroud at tampabay.com. We'd love for you guys to rate and review this podcast, and you can always do that. You can get it wherever podcasts are played, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or you can always download it at tampabay.com. I'm going to be headed on vacation very soon, but we've got some great interviews. Of course, the latest in Tampa Bay sports, some real surprises coming your way next week, and you won't want to miss that. For Steve Versnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great Wednesday, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.